apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Returnable for Hubbard. Anderson nowhere to go, gets a few, and then surrounded by blue shirts, the ball is out again, the Giants are on it again, there's the signal and it's another takeaway for New York. This is wheelhouse. At 6-4, Jones will dump it off to a wide open Daniel Bellinger, whose first catch in the NFL, takes him inside the foul. Graham Gano snakes it through and does it against the Panthers. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Drawing About the G-Men. I'm Big Chase, joined by Joe Guire. Hopefully, we'll get King Zay in here in a little bit as well. Joe, I know it's been a while since I've been on. Giants now 2-0. Big win against the Panthers. Uh, I'll flash it up here a little uh, hopefully when Zay gets back, uh, gets in here, it'll look a little bit better. But there you go, Giants 19, Panthers 16. Joe, how, where's your head at? Because, I mean, these games haven't been the greatest for the Giants. They've been pulling out the wins. The, the, all I can think about is the beginning of last season and the season before that, how we kept talking about the Giants are in these games. They're in these close, close games. Now something's clicking. Dable, whether it's Dable, whether it's Joe Shane, Shane, whether it's just Daniel Jones finally understanding it, which I don't necessarily think all that much. But things are starting to click against these bad teams rather than heartbreaking defeats. It's very tough, scrappy wins, but wins are wins. And the Giants are coming out victorious. So, Joe, where's your head at as a Giants fan right now? I literally, when – Kenneth Bullock went wide left in week one. I had tears in my eyes. And, and I mean, it, it, I, it's not even like it was tears of joy. It was a sense of like relief. 
I've been screaming on the last the last three, four years that we've been doing this show, Jace. We've seen Graham Gano as a Panther bury the Giants with a 63-yard game winner. Jake Elliott of the Eagles with a 61-yarder. We've seen these things happen. And I've been saying the first thing that the Giants need to do is figure out how to start winning games again. I talked to my brother yesterday, a San Francisco 49ers fan, and I brought up the 15-12 NFC Championship game of 1990. You don't have to score a ton of points if you can keep the other guy off the board, but you have to finish these games. And it's something they haven't been able to do. I know these games have been ugly. Daniel Jones hasn't really in he hasn't really instilled a lot of confidence in him. I think he is going to continue to play better. Saquon's been outstanding and Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari haven't taken a snap yet. It looks like they might be back this week, which will make this defense, which has been playing beyond its abilities. And again, I don't expect that to be the case all season. I don't, I mean, look, the Giants are going to get blown out a couple of times this season. Everybody does. It's not, and, and it's it, it's going to be how they respond to a beatdown because one's going to come, you know? I think right now the way this team is situated, I think they can win games. I think they're, put it like this, I told you before this season where I had the Giants going like 7-10 and 10, and they're already 1-0 and 0 in, in the group of six games I assume they definitely were going to lose. I had them losing to Tennessee. When I looked at the schedule, I had them beating the Panthers. So we're one and zero in each of those groups. To me, that's already one additional win that I see the Giants having. I think we're getting a little bit closer to an eight and nine. Or again, listen, if things continue to click and Brian Dable is going to coach the way he coaches, I don't know, Zay. Maybe. How are you doing, Joe? You back to being morbid? I love it. Morbid Joe's back. I'm not back morbid. Days. I'm not morbid <laughs> at all. I love this. I will take, Zay, I'll take all the 19, 16, 21, 20. I don't care. I want dubs. I agree. And guess what? I think there will be a lot of those. I don't agree with you on the blowout end. I do agree the Giants will lose a game. Now, when the season started originally, I told you I wasn't worried about the Giants defense. I think the Giants defense will hold up fine. They'll figure it out. Remember, we went back and forth on that. So far, they've held up their own. My thing is, at the beginning of the season, the NFC East was known for having the weakest schedule amongst all the conference, with the Giants and the Eagles being the weakest of them all. You factor in that, I don't see the Giants getting blown out in a game. I see them losing maybe a ton of heartbreakers, but not blown out. And again, I don't know, again, if they'll lose because of how weak their schedule is. I think... We have to give the situation time. Obviously, I don't want to jump on the Super Bowl bandwagon or division. we're going to win the division. No, I don't want to get ahead of myself or get crazy. But I do think we have to give things time and let things develop. And I think we got to stop being so hard on Daniel Jones, who's, again, playing well. But I want to say – I want to come out and say this. I was a big guy of throwing him out the river, put him out of the way. Daniel Jones, to me, has been playing as well as you could play as a guy who's in another system with another coach and trying to figure it out with weapons who, quite frankly – he isn't sure if they're going to be there or not. We've seen Dable use different packages. One week we say Kenny Galladay, now we don't even see him at all. Sometimes we see Kadarius Tony. sometimes we don't. 
So I think he's still trying to figure things out, just like I think Dable is trying to figure things out. If you notice the first half of the Panthers game, the Giants, the first two offensive possessions, they were very obvious. When you saw Kadarius Tony out there, there was going to be some type of reverse or some type of end around or something turkey jerky, something going on there. And I think that other teams started to pick up on that. And that's, I think, why I think the Giants only came away with field goals on their first two drives. But if you look in the second half, they started to change it up. They started to mix it up. They opened up the offense. He's hitting Bellinger. He's hitting Stills. He's hitting all these guys. He's spreading the ball around. And then offense started to click better. So I think as Dable goes on and he gets a feel for how Daniel Jones plays, I think the Giants will continue to score points. And I think the offense will come along. And again, I'm, I'm not worried about the defense. Looking at the schedule coming ahead, I think they have a really favorable schedule. Obviously, you see Green Bay's in there. You have the Ravens in there. I do feel they could beat Green Bay. I do just based on the fact that the receiving situation in Green Bay is looking bismal. If you can play a defensive game and get enough points in there, I think the Giants could pull that one out. And then as far as the Ravens game, I'm not really worried if anyone knows how to stop or at least slow down Lamar Jackson. It should be Winkdale. He's been obviously the defensive coordinator for the Ravens for the last couple of years. He's seen this guy every day. He knows what he can do. He knows what plays work for him, what plays don't work for him. So I can see the Giants realistically coming into a situation at Dubai where they could be six, five and one. What's that? Because they're probably, what, six, week six or week seven, something like that. But I can see them maybe losing one game, maybe even going undefeated possibly. Well, there is I, I, think, I, I, I think them, the Giants going 4-0, and oh, especially right now, with we'll get to the Cowboys, them having to go up against Cooper Rush, and then uh, I think the Bears are that fourth team, fourth game yet. Yeah. Uh, I think that's very, very obtainable for the Giants to go four and zero, and then you never know what happens in London. So I'm not. There is a big stretch there, but I, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to be undefeated going into. I mean, look, Seattle's there. Uh, the Jags, those are both – Jags look good. But, I mean, it, every team's finding their struggle. But I think the Giants, like, it's – what we were talking about with Daniel Jones, like, the first two drives, you have the momentum there. To only turn that into six points off the fumbles, I think that was really, really bad. So that there is going to be some growing play, pains, like you said, Zay. It is going to take some time for them to adjust the, to the Dable system. But I, I – 2-0, you can't complain. Think about how many years, the ever since we started this podcast, the first couple weeks, oh, it's misery a- all <laughs> yeah. the time. Out the playoffs. Sean were here. Sean always talks about how Giants need the need those first couple week, wins in the first couple weeks. And you have that now. The schedule is favorable because you do have some tough uh, some matchups. So as it stands right now, Joe, can the Giants – I know we still got a lot of season left. How confident are you in the Giants weaseling their way into possibly a playoff spot? All right, look, here's the thing. The Giants are a better football team than they were last year. Can we all agree with that so far? Way better. (laughs) I think if you look around the league, and I'll tell you, on Keys to the City of the Day, the 0-2 team, I – I express my concern about is Green Bay. He's not syncing up with anybody over there. And I, I, I'm telling you, I don't know. I, I agree. I feel like the Giants are, that's a good situation. As you look at that schedule, there's a lot to like. You know, I don't know. 
again, if they can continue to play like this, close out games, here's the thing about the Panthers game, as opposed to the Tennessee game that I loved, was the fact that they didn't punt the football. And we had to hold our breath for a buck 30. They were able to sit on the football. When is the last time a Giants quarterback kneeled down on a ball in a win that you can remember? It's been ages since since that's been the case. And so I love everything I'm seeing. I love Brian Dable. You weren't here last week. We talked about him running up and down the sideline and getting the – I mean, he was going to do what he was going to coach. But to yes. make the defense feel like you guys got a say in this, you guys want to do it, what were they going to say, Zay, right? None, none of those guys are going to be like, no, just go, kick it. Let's, let's go, go to OG. <laughs> of course, you know, he's saying the right things to these guys. They're responding to what he's saying. Again, I'm not ready to crown the Giants like the 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 jewel of the NFC, but there's no reason to think why this team can't get better. I agree with you, Zay. I definitely do. When I saw Kadarius Tony on the field, Two reverses, zero yards gained from that. I don't care. I was excited that they ran a play like that. They'll figure it out. He'll start breaking some of those. Just the fact that they're doing things like everybody else does. To me, that's the growth I was looking for from this season. And as it's turned out, it's led to exactly kind of what I thought it could. Wins. If he can turn these into wins week after week, talking about Daniel Jones, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's been he's been pretty accurate. He's only made a couple of stupid plays. He's really done a good job. Them putting the ball in his hand to get that first down on the third and six. Dude, this kid's got to be riding high. I watched the press conference after the game. Uh, Dable and Jones and a, and, a, and a lot of these guys, everybody's buying into Brian Dable. Except for Galladay. <laughs> Everybody well, except for Galladay. Yeah. Listen, Kenny Galladay, for, according to Brian Dable, again, I watched the, the post game. He talked to, to Kenny during the week, told him, you're not going to really play. And he said Kenny Galladay took it like a, like a professional, said he was going to get to work. He didn't lollygag after that. He worked harder. And Complained Brian the Dable, Brian, he's got to earn his reps. And... For the money he's making, he could be a big crybaby about this. But Dable says he handled it like a pro. I'd love to see this guy get himself on track. There's no Trade reason him. to think he can't. Trade him. I, I'm to the I'm, or, I'm to the point. Or I trade him. I know it doesn't That's happen fine. much in football, but Green Bay needs a receiver. We yeah. need a tackle. Glowski or whatever his last name, Glowinski, he was killing us. He's been killing us the last two games. When they're blown assignments and miss assignments, it's normally on the tackles. It's either the the the, uh, the rookie kid, whatever his African name is. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And then you have Glowinski. These two guys have killed us. If you can find a way to go get one tackle, you will make that line light years better. I'm just saying that. Just right off the bat. I would trade. I'd try to see if there's some way I can explore trading him to somewhere like Green Bay. You can't keep this guy. I want to see Daniel Jones can continue to grow. He's showing it. Normally, Daniel Jones would run out of bounds. And twice yesterday, I saw him go get the first down before he got out of bounds. The last week, he missed the first down because he stepped out too early. He made sure he dove. Even when the guy swept his leg, he made sure he got that. That, to me, is growth. Getting the first down, like you mentioned, on, on, on that in third down play where he could have forced a stupid pass 
and throw another interception, that would have been typical Daniel Jones. Growth. He went, he stopped, he looked, observed, and ran and got the first down. That's what you want. And I think they need to continue to allow him to grow and allow play people, excuse me, people around him like Kenny Galladay to grow. I want to see, I mean, excuse me, not Kenny, Kadarius Tony. I want to see Kadarius Tony become a full-fledged wide receiver. Not just this trick guy that they bring in for every, you know, weird plays to throw the ball or or end the rounds or reverse. I want to see him become a stud wide receiver in the league. I've seen him. We've seen him against the Cowboys last year. We've seen it against the Saints. He has that potential. That's the growth, the next step. But you have to get players like Kenny Galladay out the way. And Brian Dable has to stop FaceTiming receivers that we know we're not getting. Sorry, people. Odell's not coming back. I want him to, but he's not coming back. Hey, I mean, as far as the, the Kenny Galladay stuff goes, yeah, I mean – it sucks, but I mean the Bray, the Dable game plan work. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd imagine that there's gonna be some instance where he's gonna fit in. And when you have this many weapons, this many, I mean, I know there's not that many, but like when you you have all these cooks in the kitchen, eventually some are gonna have to step out of the way to get these other ones going. So I think yeah, it was a down week for Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he didn't get to see the the field all that much, but I'm sure. In a game plan, the, it depends who you're playing. And I think it, the, this upcoming week against Dallas, a team – some I mean, Trayvon Diggs is good, but they got some small guys uh, in that secondary. Uh, I mean, Micah Parsons has looked great, but he's more of an edge guy than he is in the – I think there will be uh, opportunities for Kenny Galladay to catch some passes against Dallas on Monday night. You will not you see Kenny so? Galladay and Darius Slayton. For the next couple of weeks, at least, I, 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 at least until trade deadline, because I can see those two guys getting moved and they don't want them to get hurt. At least Slayton, for sure. Slayton, for sure. Yeah, I don't no know about Galladay, take, but Slayton, I, sure. I don't think you can't trade Galladay. No one's going to take that all that money. If Green Bay but, is zero and four and Aaron Rodgers has no one to throw the ball to, do not be surprised if the Giants' phone gets. Well, why? Why would he want to throw the ball to Kenny Galladay? What has Kenny Galladay done the past two years as a Giant? He's a he's he a done? veteran. He's a, a a veteran in the league. He knows how to catch. And and I almost called him Brett Favre as I always do. But yeah, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers desperately no, needs no, a guy no. he can trust to throw the football to. And yeah, listen, Kenny Galladay didn't forget how to be a good receiver. He he no. didn't. He still has those skills. And you know what? I mean, sometimes a change of scenery is what a guy needs. I'm not opposed. Listen, here's what I don't want. This guy can't sit on the sidelines all season. That's for sure. Either so move him, move him, or play him. And I'm I'm fine with either one. You can't you can't have the team getting better. The chemistry is getting better. Everybody's happy, and then there's that one guy. That one guy can ruin everything. I think I agree with Joe. You, you have to find some way to move him. I got Richie <laughs> James on my fantasy football team, so I'm He's feeling pretty up. good about that. Yeah. But, uh, all right. By the way, by the way, it just goes to show if you're a backup wide receiver or you're a depth chart guy and you can form a bond with the quarterback and be his guy out there running routes, helping him get better and developing chemistry, do that. Do that. Don't forget, Stefan Diggs was a fifth round pick at wide receiver. On a team that's got a lot of wide receivers. And he's turned himself into arguably the best (laughs) wide receiver in football. 
I don't know about a lot of wide receivers. <laughs> I got lamb on my fantasy team. I don't know about a lot of wide receivers. <laughs> they got receivers. I don't know about a lot. <laughs> but uh, all right, moving on from Kenny Galladay to the upcoming Monday Night Football against the Stars, against the Dallas Cowboys. Zay, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think this one comes down to, again, like I keep saying, the Gi- it's going to come down to effort for the Giants. They're they're still trying to figure things out. They're not super talented everywhere. It's going to come down to effort for the Giants. I think this comes down to a field goal game between one of the two of them because, again, without – without um, oh, my God, I already forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. With Cooper Rush at quarterback. Oh, um, yeah, I'm – Funny, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what is that? What is that guy's name? How do I? He's the that Dak Prescott. He's on my fantasy team, and I forgot about him already. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but Dak Prescott, without Dak Prescott there, I think there's going to be a. I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of scoring on the Dallas end, and obviously we know the Giants' offense is still a project in work. So I think again, this will be a close, tight game. Comes down to maybe a field goal. Which defense, you know, plays a little better? You know, which defense doesn't let up that big play? Because what it's going to be that big play in the second half that blows it open. Again, maybe 2013 type of game. I, I know I said field goal, but again, I don't know. This is this there's so many variables with this. Because I want to see the Giants win. I want to be optimistic, but I know the history the Giants and Dallas have had recently. I'm just not sure. It, it, I got like Giants PTSD. I'm not sure if you guys got that where you want to see them win, but like in the back of your head, you're waiting for that L to come. But I, I, I'm just gonna say close game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say close game. Maybe field goal game. I don't want to get crazy. I'm, I'm not sure no more. All right. Well, I think I, told out of what I, was I, I think out of both the teams, the the team that has the ability to run away with this game and make it a blowout would be the Giants with with Dak being out for the Cowboys. But I, I'm just Mika Parsons has been playing so great. And Zay, you talk about the struggles that the Giants O-line has had. This is going to be their first real-world test. He's been a beast. So I, I think that's going to – the only real weak spot I see for the Giants in this game because the Cowboys, one-on-one, I mean, they've been struggling as well. But, I, I mean, that, that first game was winnable So for them. So who knows? Things might have – this is like what we're talking about as Giants fans the past couple years. If things swing the right way, we've lost the Dallas backups. We've lost the Dallas backup quarterbacks already. We've lost the Andy Dalton last year. So this one, a game I thought we were going to blow them out. (laughs) Dallas has scored 23 points this year. Yes, we know. Uh, I see Jared, who's a Cowboy fan, mind you, says 26-10 Dallas. I'm going to have to call you out on this and say, where do you think 26 points are happening? Again, if if you don't like Daniel Jones and you don't think that the Giants can score points, that's a good argument. If you think the Giants are getting blown out, you're not watching this defense, which, again, is expected to get Ojalari and Thibodeau back. O'Shane Zimenez is playing out of his mind. He has been a stud. Dexter Lawrence is looking like a first-round draft pick. I see the Giants winning a game like Tony says here. I think a 23-21. I think it's going to be another down to the wire. I think the Giants bank a field goal in at the end, and they win the game. I'm sure you're with Zay like that. I, I think – Make Dallas 1-2 and two again. 
I like that. <laughs> we, they, they will. I, I think this will be not necessarily a coming out party for the Giants offensively. I think this will be their biggest their biggest win yet. I think it will be at least a touchdown or two. I see this being like we'll go 14-24. 14-24, Giants get it. I think things start to click. And also, if Thibodeau, if Thibodeau <laughs> and Ojolari are back, I'm struggling today. But uh, I, I think with that old uh, Dallas O-line, like the, their O-line isn't the same as it's been in the past. And the, the, they're holding on to some relics there. So I think uh, that would be a very, very good game back for Tibbs and Ojolari to get after Cooper Rush create some havoc and I think that's going to be the key to the Giants getting the blowout because otherwise I, I could I'm right with you it's a, a three-point game but no nah, I got Pollard <laughs> I, Jared says Pollard I would agree but after Xavier McKinley shut down CMC I, I, I'm not really also worried about bottled up backs anymore in the backfield Derrick Henry yeah yeah I'm not worried about I do it again, and and that was that was without those two ends. So I don't know. I don't know if Zeke and Pollard are better than what okay, the so Giants that was are Joe seeing. Okay, I would. Uh, the only thing, the only issue I have though, with uh, with uh, Tibbs and Ojolari be, being out and coming back in, this Giants team has been very emotional. They've been riding high. They've been very after it very amped up so having these two big new key pieces might change up the dynamic there that's the only issue i have as far as that goes but i think it will it'll just be getting back to business getting back and meshing together so i think it'll be okay uh and i yeah i'm with you guys giants are gonna get it done but uh and you guys have any closing closing remarks remarks on the giants before we move on uh, I I see one I one more Michael comment. Wolves, I, I really like Giants win, Whiteout Stadium. Dable will outcoach. That's easy. McCarthy. That is definitely a thing, and that's definitely another notch in the Giants. Yeah, that's something you couldn't have said the past since Coughlin. I, I can outcoach McCarthy. Outcoach <laughs> someone. A Giants coach out coaching someone I, I, feels like yeah, forever since we could say it's been a while, yeah. But uh, all right, that's gonna do it for the Giants talk so far. But let's take a break, regroup, hear from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get back and talk about the rest of the league. There's no bigger investment than home ownership, and to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All right, big shout out to Shamrock Home Inspections 
for sponsoring today's episode. Now, let's get into it around the league. My talking point for this week is Giants' big surprising 2-0 start. But who has been the most surprising 0-2 start so far this season? Joe, I'm going to kick it off with you because I think you mentioned it earlier. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers, is that your most surprising? No, it's actually the Bengals. Now that I've literally seen week two play out, that team's got big issues, dude. He can't get the ball into Joe Mixon's hands. He can't get the ball to into Chase's hands because he is not upright for large parts of the game. The Bengals are a mess. It, it's hard to believe that team was in a Super Bowl. If you if you look at them right now, they are a disaster. The only team that's worst is, is not 0-2, and that's the Colts who should be ashamed of themselves. Dude, if they're down 30 to nothing, just give Jonathan Taylor the ball, dude. You're, you're not going to win if 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 uh, Natty Ice there is throwing the ball 30 times. That's not the recipe for a Colts win. So I'm I'm worried about those two teams a lot. I, I think they're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the Bengals, a lot of people are going to chalk that up to – Hey, Super Bowl hangover, we see. If this gets going, like, past the bye week, then, like, we have an actual, actual problem here. And maybe that last season might have just been a flash in the pan. Well, they also have a much harder schedule this year, too. As a, a, you know, a a nice job last year. So you got a harder schedule. But they are a disaster right now. Yeah, I mean, they're struggling. Hopefully, I, I, I mean, I confess my love to Joe Burrow last year. So hopefully they can bring it back. And after spending so much money on the O-line to have it go the way it has been, the past, that's really, really tough. Got to be really, really hard for that organization. But hopefully you can just chalk it up to Super Bowl hangover and things will start to figure themselves out. But, Zay, what is your most surprising 0-2 start? Well, I agreed with Joe. It was the Bengals because that offensive line is horrendous. It's makes the Giants offensive line actually look like a solid offensive line, one of the best in the league. But for me, it's probably the Tennessee Titans. To be number one last year and be number 15 this year, or what is it, 16? That's terrible. I I, I don't understand how they got that bet. Um, They traded away Brown thinking that they were going to have a better receiving core. That doesn't look the pan. The Eagles have actually looked like they picked up stride adding Brown. Thanks. Um... And Derrick Henry, I don't know when his offseason is going to end. This might have been the biggest fantasy mistake I ever did. Um, He has been averaging as low as he has had in his career the last two weeks. He has been playing like the King Henry we know. And that team we know goes with Derrick Henry. It's, and it's not the defense. It's the offense. They're not putting up points. So, for me, it's the Tennessee Titans. They have to figure that thing out, get it going, or – they could be looking for a coach. I hate to say it, but the the, the problem with teams that get successful and then go to last, it doesn't normally end well for the coach. No, so I, I feel like they get rid of Tannehill before Vrabel, to be honest. I don't think I, like I don't think I don't I don't think it'll come to that. I think they'll get rid of Vrabel before they get rid of Tannehill. By the way, who had Malik Willis yeah, being the first Malik. of these guys to to start playing in the NFL of the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, terrible in all season. Yeah, he said he was terrible. Yeah, but uh, I I don't know the, the 
the thing gets me with Tennessee is I I kind of understand it. I, kinda, I the the AJ Brown trade makes no sense for me. They had something building. They had something brewing there. Things were starting. I mean, they weren't bad by any means, but now you're just making yourself worse for no reason. So I, I kind of no, get Joe, it. Joe talks about it all the time. You want to get as much out of them on that rookie contract, those first four years. You want to get as much out of them because you don't want to end up having to pay these players because every year it seems like the, the price asking price goes up. Look at the Ravens situation with Lamar Jackson. They are absolutely screwed possibly. They could be also another team in the market for a quarterback next year while they have their franchise quarterback sitting there. But because the money continues to increase, 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 increase every year, it makes it harder. And that's why teams are trying to get as much as they can off these rookie contracts and trying to extend that rookie contract so that way they don't have to worry about breaking the bank. But that's the situation they were in with Brown. They had got him off of that, you know, that beginning contract, and now they it was pay time. It was payday or move on. You either pay them or you don't. I guess so. But all right. Uh, for me, I, I gotta say the Raiders are the most. I know they had two tough games with the Chargers and uh the, the Cardinals. But I, I think with the upgrades they made off this offseason, them to come in and struggle this much. I, I know last year last year they started very very good, I think like four and right? Five and maybe. And then uh, they hit reality there, so I, yeah. I then the wheels fell off the bus, and yeah. all sorts of terrible things happened. Yeah, but they still made the playoffs despite all that. So that's why I yeah. think this is a team that getting a teeth. <laughs> they still did, though. They still did, and I think that's why they will regroup. I and why I think it is so surprising. Did they know adversity? They're going to get these growing pains with Josh McDaniels. I'm just happy that the Giants haven't had. Stuff like that so far with Dable, and they've been able to come out strong like this. But I, I think that's something we're going to see. But the, the Giants are going to struggle this year, too. I, I think they're just struggling off the rip with the no, new no, regime. Their schedule is the beauty of the Giants. We keep saying having the second or first weakest schedule in the league is the best thing you can have yeah. for a new coach. I don't yeah. see much struggle here. Again, you can look There's at gonna that. There's going to be goal. times, Zay. There's going to be the struggles. Don't forget, go don't forget the Bengals' crazy. schedule last season was one of the easiest in the league. Yeah, and they got to a Super Bowl. But that's so. what you want with a new coach, and you're trying to figure things out. I, you you couldn't ask for a better situation if you're Daniel Jones, in my opinion. Daniel Jones and Saquon couldn't ask for a better situation. Matter of fact, Saquon's leaving the league in rushing because of it. Yeah. When the last time we said that? <laughs> Saquon. No, yeah, but, like uh, four years ago. <laughs> Yeah. All right, staying with the round of the league, moving on from the topic, let's get in. Best bets, what you got against the spread, uh, total player uh, prop bet. Zay, we'll start off with you. What you got for a best bet for me? I'm taking the Dolphins getting six and a half against the Bills. That that Dolphins team is an absolute an absolute machine right now. If I'm being real, they put up so many points last week. They broke that. They came back from a deficit that I didn't think was even possible. The way they did it and the amount of time they did it. You heard all the talk about Tua and Hill not going to be able to connect. And they've been doing nothing but connecting. And Waddle still found a way to fit in. 
I'm gonna take the Dolphins get six and a half, and I'm gonna tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins are in the AFC Championship this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're pushing for a Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Damn. I'm, I'm, I, I think they believe in their coach. They bought into their coach, and he continues just like Dable to find ways to get that team to win. So I, I'm taking the Dolphins getting six and a half versus the Bills. That's going to be a, a shootout. Okay. Joe, what you got for a best bet? I, I don't know. I don't know where you're seeing six and a half because I'm seeing five and a half, and I'm taking the Bills because the Bills are just going to score like 50 points because – they could have put 60 up this week had they not taken their foot off the pedal. This team is good. And here's the difference uh, between this week and last week. This is one of the best defenses in the NFL. There's no way two was doing what he did last week against this team. So I'll take the bills. You can have those six. I'll see you back here next week. <laughs> just, 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 just remember preseason. I told you, Joe, the bills will win that division. The Dolphins will win that division. I really do. I really do think well, they'll win that division. If you're right, this week will go a long way. Damn. Started, starting off hot. Starting off with the – you know what? No, I, I I wanted my pick to be from that game too. I was going to go to the over since the overs really helped me win last year. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's my first it's my first G-Men back since the, the new season. So, I think it's only fitting – for me to go, the Giants minus one versus the Cowboys. Monday oh, night football. No. Let's go. Three that's, and oh. Give me it. That's, Giants that's a scary one. That's a scary one. Is there is there no. maybe a prop bet you want to play here? Maybe yeah. Saquon five or more carries? Like <laughs> yeah, straight up outright out. win. Giants are gonna do it. I'm not touching Let's that go. at all. That's so, easy a field goal win. Or, or at you least know what a touchdown. I've been doing? I've been betting against the Giants every single game so far this year, a trend I started last year. That way, when the Giants win, I am i don't even care that I lost money. But when they, when they lose and I win money, I'm like, well, you know, worse things have happened. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I, I, I put the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Sorry, sorry, Bills Nation. You guys won't win it. I, I put money on you guys to win Super Bowl because I don't want to call it. <laughs> Here you go. Put your money on the on Chiefs, them. everybody. <laughs> I'm better on them and the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl every year. Just keep it. Just, just something that's just going to start doing. Since I don't win nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Cowboys, that's a. Yeah. I, I want to bet to them for them not to win the Super Bowl. By the way, if Ian McKenzie is available in your fantasy football league, Get on your app right now and snatch that dude up because he's the slot guy on that team. Yeah. He is going to – that guy's going to probably catch 90 to 100 balls this year. Yeah, just checked out. Jimmy G, too. Jimmy G is another one who, who's floating around in two of my fantasy leagues. Grab Jimmy G this week. Go for the rest of your year if you don't even have a real solid quarterback because Jimmy G is going to fill in, and he's going to take that team places. I might have – they already took him to two early. NFC Championship games, right? You know what's funny? Ed? It's funny. Dak gets hurt, and everybody was like, ah, their season's over. Trey Lance gets hurt, and people are like, oh, they're no. going to the championship <laughs> game? <laughs> well, you don't see I, that I mean, a lot. I'm the one that yeah. – I agreed. I, I told Teddy, too. I don't think the 49ers are going to win it with, with Trey Lance. 
Now I might have screwed myself. I've been saying all year. I started saying it on Keys of the City. I, I think the Niners are that good. I predicted Trey Lance would get hurt. I didn't expect it to be this quickly, but that team's a win-now team. You need a win-now quarterback, and it's not Trey Lance. And yeah. it's definitely not going to be Trey Lance next year either now. Look, a win-now team doesn't mean anything. You can have a quarterback because the Broncos will win now. Well, I mean, if you're, I think the Broncos were trying to convince us they were win now, but they're they were not a quarterback no. away. Well, I mean, talking about convincing your win now, the Colts. That's all they've been doing since Andrew Luck left. Just band aid QB after band aid QB. So, and we, we talked about them a little bit, them being disappointed, but hard to just stick somebody behind center and think you're going to win a football game <laughs> in the NFL. Which again, for Dallas fans, it's like, really. You feel confident about Cooper Rush? No, How many don't. calls did Jerry Jones get on Cooper Rush? Oh. <laughs> Stop. He didn't yeah. make the initial team. <laughs> he didn't make the initial team. They added him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't yeah. make the initial roster. Yeah, but uh, all right. That's going to do it for myself, Big Chase, Joe Guire, and King Zay. Tune in next week for more John about the G-Men and hopefully – Three and O Giant Squad. Who's excited for that? Hell yeah, let's get it done. But uh, that's gonna do it for us, and we'll see you next time on John about the G-Men. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's gonna go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule the catch by Manning. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.